Never is a long time, but you'll have us for a while on Better Buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we got Calvin. Hello. And James. Hello. And we're back. Technical problems are solved for the moment. Yes, we I mean, are. You're back. We were always here. I mean, back. that was the, the real problem. hosts of the podcast. Well, well, we kind of just splintered off. We're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah but we splintered off, splintered off a whole two years prior. This is true. We predate. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so you're saying I need to upload one of the ones of you, me, and Matt to redate that one and get myself back into the OG? Uh, yeah, but I'm still there. Yeah, but like I still have a higher episode count. It's like a two popes scenario. It'd it's be like close. It'd be close. Who's France and who's Italy in this scenario? Do you I'm know Italy. how cool you're Italy. Do you yeah. know how cool it would have been? I, I feel like it would have been really cool if like the Pope actually made Paris his home for like 600 years. That would be interesting. What like a heavily been? I think a heavily Catholic got against the Vatican. I don't have well that's, that's a that's how, stuff for how, how, <laughs> yeah, how, how many lawyers do we have? <laughs> um no, it, I think a heavily Catholicized uh uh, Paris would be a very interesting uh, kind of alternate. That? You say that like it's already kind of not. I mean, I, I would. Yeah, I, like, I guess it's, it's hard. It's pretty Catholic. It, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess the French have always kind of been that way. It's hard because I mean, they're usually billed and they have the attitudes of like. Atheists to to some degree, like walking around, everyone in France looks like. I don't know. I feel bad for them. I was thinking about this. Like, I feel bad for the French because I feel like they used to be this like beautiful jewel of uh, Europe to some degree. Like they were, so, you know, very chic, very fashionable, like very, you know, all these great cultural ideas. And then they literally just got butt fucked by Germany twice. And they, now they're just like a, like a jaded young woman coming out of this like abusive relationship. And she's like addicted to cigarettes and wine and and it's somehow yeah her yeah her well her like her you know she's become incredibly nihilistic and her diet consists somehow of nothing but snails and bread and yet she's under 100 pounds and it's like she's gorgeous but i also get sad just kind of looking at her um i don't know maybe some uh extra maybe they're just waiting for their their uh catholic knight shining armor to come and save them again so those old fucks in the vatican got to (laughs) <laughs> gotta come over and sweep the French people off their feet, <laughs> as only Italians could really truly do. And it, Italians in one, uh, RJ, you're gonna have to jump in here. He's just gonna yeah. keep railroading you throughout your entire opening segment. I apologize. <laughs> you know, see that that helps out a little bit because I was trying to be a good pal because thanks to last week we didn't get to start on time, but we're picking it back up. It's Valentine's Day season on the podcast. Well, oh from God. usually it's from after Valentine's Day through the end of the month, but uh, it's after Valentine's Day. Hey, you're right. You're right. So Valentine's Day. First, we're gonna start with a Valentine's Day fact. Uh, it's a celebration uh, of friendship 
and pals, and hardly anything on the show changes, but we mark the time anyways. And our Palentine's Day fun fact for this week, the social significance of sharing secrets is a scientifically researched aspect of friendship. Hmm. As in, like, uh... As in kindergartners are better friends with the people they share secrets with. Yeah, because it's mutually assured destruction. If you both share secrets with each other, then you have something to hold over the other person's head. So obviously you're going to be better friends because you don't want them to use that blackmail on you. But if I recall correctly, (laughs) if I recall this information (laughs) correctly, it was not a matter of mutual secret sharing. It was just a matter of who you chose to share a secret with. You were a closer friend with that person. Or they were more important to you. Just in the in the sense of trust and being tender and open with some, I guess either way, I guess <laughs> mutual destruction is kind of a tender acknowledgement of uh, keep your friends close know. and your enemies closer. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Um, and then our better buddies icebreaker this week, uh, playing into Valentine's Day as well. If you had to pick a fictional person to be your pal for a week, who would you pick? Oh, I know. I've got an answer. Who? Go for it, because I don't have one. I am going to say Satan, but specifically Satan from... Um, South Park? Uh, no, no. Uh, although that would that would not be a bad... Uh, <laughs> that would not be a bad choice. Uh, he's a great one. No, Satan from Paradise Lost, uh, the, the poem, book slash epic poem by John Milton. Um, Satan in that is like people joke about it they because paradise lost was like john milton tried to create like an epic poem in english which really had never been done and arguably like kind of did it and it's basically some people joke that it's essentially bible fan fiction like he basically took the story of like the fall i mean yeah. um and stuff like that and just kind of injected a bunch of different narratives and personalities into these characters who had really just been you know bible figures at that point okay, and but why this satan because I love how the book opens with him. Um, <laughs> it opens with him after he's fallen out of heaven, like landing in the, like he's on the shore of the lake of fire. And he's just kind of like, you get the sense he's like staring up at this little pinhole of light, like in this dark screaming void that is hell. And that little pinpoint of light is like heaven. And he's just kind of like, he's not even angry. He's just kind of like, I really thought that was going to go better. I really thought I was going to win. <laughs> okay. Um, and I like... Interesting I like choice. That in- interpretation of Satan for his, like, apparent kind of, like, earnestness. Uh, obviously, he's he's meant to be arguably compelling because he's supposed to be tempting you away from, like, being a good and virtuous person. But I really just like his kind of, uh, like personality throughout the throughout paradise lost uh i'd love to spend like a week with him and just kind of like pick his brain a little bit see you influenced my choice because oh my God. you remind you said satan and i thought <laughs> you know for a week oh i know who it's gonna be lucifer from the <laughs> yep. show lucifer yep. <laughs> uh, the dude's got money he's got connections he's a hoot and a half and he's a chill enough dude to be like oh you want to just like do some? You want to be a little chill tonight? Yeah, we can be chill tonight. We'll just uh, hang out. Can that Lucifer give you stuff? I forget if he can like get, grant wishes or he whatever. He can't grant wishes. Okay. Yeah, Calvin's right. He just makes deals, but because okay. of his his ability is to elicit people's desires, they will 
without wanting like he can encourage them basically to tell them tell him their deepest darkest desire not even darkest just deepest desire yeah which he can then be like oh you want that thing this person wants that so if you can give them that i will get you this and then he just has a vast array of connections that he's able to fulfill everyone's like desires from which i they don't go into detail about it but i suspect it started with he's an attractive man who is every type of sexual interest so he basically probably started with that yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah but like uh yeah he just he trades favors and it's ne- it's not like uh he's never pressuring about it or like oh e- mean about it it's just like hey i'm calling in the favor no i've seen a few episodes of the show he's very he's played as very like nonchalant kind of but it's interesting like it's a i think it's an interesting kind of performance and like a take on the character I can and he's also He's also very aware of human limitation and doesn't want yeah. to force people to do anything. He appreciates yeah. free will. So, like, if I was like, hey, I'm willing to hang out with you, drink till the sun comes up, but no drugs, he'd be like, all right, that's your choice. I mean, he'd yeah. still tempt you. He'd tempt you, for sure. I but. I do think that that, to me, is, like, the most interesting part, just about that idea of uh, Satan. Because, like, usually, you know, Satan or Lucifer is an actively tempting uh, person, but that iteration is more of kind of, like, it's the, op- like, he will present you the opportunity to be tempted rather than try and trick you, it seems, yeah. into, like, falling prey to a temptation. So if you fall prey to a temptation, it really is, like, entirely on you. Because he He's just not- presented the opportunity he's not out to make you do evil things or wrong things he's just doing things and asking if you want to come along which is interesting because it's like that is i feel like almost a more realistic yeah like almost a better like a better version of the the more like even stereotypical quote-unquote biblical version of sometimes like he's the scheming like imp you know that that is almost more in line with like certain ideas about like christian ideas about like sin and things like that where it's not like you've been forced into this it's more like you chose this willingly so Um, that's who i'd hang out with for a week that's cool calvin yeah, I've still been racking my brains. I can't think of anything. Well, you don't want to don't want to hang out with Luke Skywalker for a week. Or... I don't know. I feel like those are kind of basic, and also it just wanna... kind of like eh. Honestly, I like I, I, Luke's one of my favorite characters in Star Wars, but it's like I don't know if that'd be that great to just hang out with him. What about uh, what about Mulberry Field? Thirty-year-old <laughs> Mulberry Field. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hang out with thirty-year-old Mulberry Field. Who's uh, Mulberry Field? We'll get into that in a second. Um, No, I can't think of anyone that would just be, like, fun to hang out with. Nobody in Wheel of Time? Uh, not really. Gandalf. Gandalf would just sit around and smoke and do nothing. Bilbo? Which is, like, fine, but... (laughs) It's basically what I did for two years. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I could come up with anyone, partic- like, specifically. Um, I mean, I guess if you're gonna force me... I, c- I won't force you to do anything, but I encourage you. I'll hang out with Wedge. Nice. Star Wars. Specifically the Wedge uh, that they kind of wrote in the original Expanded Universe. 
yes. from like uh Jedi Academy Elite trilogy and the uh Thrawn trilogy and Corellian trilogy. Name? That wedge is awesome. Yeah. I really like that wedge. Why? What's because they really, of- really develop his character. Like he becomes a pretty prominent figure in the New Republic, and he he becomes um this kind of um especially in the uh Corellian uprising. Um, because at one point Corellia like tries to rebel against the New Republic and become its own independent system, and yeah. the New Republic is like no. And uh, Luke's Jedi are obviously mm-hmm. on the side of the New Republic, but Wedge is kind of on the. I can't remember if he's exactly on the side of Corellia or like his daughter is like on one side and he's on the other. And he, there's some really interesting dynamics there. And he talks and he makes some interesting. He has like an interesting speech with his daughter about how you just can't even try with Jedi, but that doesn't mean you should give up because there's always going to be a Jedi that can like, specifically if they're talking about piloting and they're talking about how like you'll, you just can't compete with Jedi pilots. They have an unfair advantage, but that does, that doesn't mean you should stop trying. And it just makes when you're better than them, all the more impressive. It's like something along those lines. And I don't know. That's I cool. really like his character in the expanded universe. Cause he's kind of um, becomes this like of the pilots you usually see, it's usually Han and then Luke and other Jedi pilots. But besides Han, and Han's a good pilot, but he's never played out to be as like this. He's not a fighter pilot. Yeah. He's yeah. Just kind of like this general pilot. And um, <laughs> like Wedge is kind of played up to be the greatest fighter pilot that doesn't use the force. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a real good choice. Also, he's just like an average dude. Yeah. So it's cool. <laughs> I feel like he's uh, he's definitely the most down to earth. I think of the of the main characters in Star Wars. Yeah, when you first started talking about him, my thought was to like some of those side characters in like TV shows and sitcoms and stuff that like are super developed subtext, where it's like they have these huge internal lives that you don't get to see, but they that are hinted at, mm-hmm. and that like in the books it's them developing that and like showing you that. Yeah. That's awesome. So who's Mulberry? Um, actually let's just go into our recommendations. Cause that'll All be right. <laughs> our next segment. Easy out, James. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Better buddies recommend where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Uh, I'm going to get mine out of the way so that we can get to Mulberry. Yeah, go for it. My recommendation is with great power. The Stan Lee story. It is an hour and 20 minute documentary on YouTube, free with advertisements. And it was, in, like, it's, it's very clearly biased towards Stanley. It's yeah. showing him in a more positive light. Um, but it's, one of the interesting things to me was it's pre-MCU explosion. It came out in like 2010. So Avengers mm. hadn't come out yet. And mm. it was... It goes through, like, how he started the company. He started when he was 18 as the coffee boy. I don't think he ever actually had any real formal training in writing or drawing or anything. He started as the coffee boy for two guys in the comic department of a publishing house, Timely Comics. And in order to get, like, a cheaper postage... Comic books had to have at least two pages of prose. 
And at one point, they're just like, hey, you do this now. You write these two pages of prose so we can get the thing, because we don't want to write it. And mm. so that was when he first started writing Captain America stories, was two-page prose that they the other two guys didn't care to write. Like short stories, almost? Yeah. That's interesting. That's really interesting. And so that was where he cut his teeth on, like, writing, was, here you go, two pages of... Nothing that nobody cares about. Go nuts. Learn. So um, he hadn't really, like, was it ever a hobby of his? Like, was he ever, like, into art or writing as a kid? Or is it something that he just kind of picked up while he was working He for wanted them? to be an actor. Interesting. Um, okay. He thought he'd see, like, Errol Flynn and all those stuff <laughs> and thought, like, oh, that's that's fun. That looks like fun. I want to do that. Um, but he'd been working jobs because he grew up in Depression era. His parents struggled with money, getting all that stuff. So from a very young age, he started working. And at 18, comic area, Timely Comics needed a coffee boy, so he signed up. Hmm. That's and cool. Then, um, it's because, uh, the, the way the documentary phrased it, Stan Lee is the reason that uh, comic book artists and writers have their credits on the front of the book today that before that nobody cared nobody knew you didn't put that stuff on there but thanks to stan like stan started putting that stuff on there and encouraging that so that you'd have smile and stan and uh jumping jack kirby and all these like monikers and names and the people in the bullpen started getting recognition because you're not just writing a comic you're the author of Iron Man or you're the artist on Hulk and Daredevil or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a little touching for me just because like Marvel has been important to me. Like the first, when I first tried to tried to watch it, I got emotional in the first like five minutes and had to be like, okay, I can't, I can't watch this over lunch. I have to watch something else and come back to this. Yeah, because, I mean, how long have you been reading comics? Like, how long has that been part of your life? Um, probably seven years, six to seven years old. Um, started off as, and I've told parts of this <clears throat> before, but uh, so I'll keep it brief. Um, but it just started off as these boxes that my dad had in his closet. And you know how it is, like, hidden areas when you're a kid things are shoved away in corners or hidden away it's like ooh, that's that's special that's and then obviously like because they're all bagged and boarded uh you can't and like we're kid we're little kids we couldn't just go in there and take them we had to dad had to be there and we had to take them out and get out the card t- uh, the, the tray table and we would take it out of the sleeve and we'd read it and be gentle with it and then put it back in the sleeve and put it back in the box before we got another one out um yeah so it was just that like it started off with an air of mystery and reverence that has just kind of carried on but yeah uh and it does touch on it touches a little bit on stan's later uh career after he left marvel um and how he's like for during the dot-com bubble he started a company that went under because of um what was it? It was crime. They did crimes. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, Stan himself didn't get. Uh, I don't think he got ever got accused of anything. Um, but some of the other higher ups that were using his name to help promote the company were embezzling and f- committing fraud and things like that. So that company mm-hmm. went up. Fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? With great power, the Stanley story. It's awesome. But yeah, and like, it was one of the other starting things because it was so new is you've got like John Favreau, so young, and Nick Cage, and um, Robert Downey Jr. all looking so young because they're a decade younger. Yeah. Dude, you want to see a young John Favreau? You ever seen the movie Swingers? No, but I've heard of it. The movie made with uh, him, him and Vince Vaughn. Yep, that, that is a young John Favreau. But they had to practice no. their lines in the hotel because when they got onto the casino floor, uh, if the casino, if somebody wanted to play at the table they were at, they had to give it up. Yeah, very run and gun. I love. I think John Favreau is actually great. I I haven't seen the movie Chef, which I know is like kind of a meme movie. But um, it's cool that he got involved with people like Stanley. Like Don't, I think we we know. gotta move on because I will I won't shut up about John Favreau. <laughs> That's fair. This is fair. <laughs> so, who is Mulberry? Thirty year old Mulberry Field. Yeah. So yeah. So for my recommendation, because <laughs> I got nothing else I can think of, um, gonna recommend the movie uh, Yojimbo by uh, Akira Kurosawa. Um, and it's a Japanese film about a wandering samurai who, um, is just becomes across this town that's in the middle of a conflict between two crime families. And he's like, huh, there can be some, there's some money that can be made here and proceeds to spend the film playing the two families against each other. Um, and just, it's a very dark comedic film. There's a lot of dark (laughs) comedy to it. Um, but it's really good. And the samurai never gives his name. Um, but when he, the one time he's asked for his name, he looks out the window um, and sees an old field and says, Oh, my name is a uh, 30 year old Mulberry field. <laughs> so it's believed he just, it um, just looked at the window and came up with that name. So it's not actually his name. So you don't know his name. Um, so that yeah yeah so his name is 30 year old mulberry field nice and but yeah it's a really good film uh i enjoyed it quite a bit i would highly recommend it uh i know the name kurosawa because phil as a filmmaker but also from the uh bare naked lady song um <laughs> yeah <laughs> What was the, because I remember you were talking about this earlier, what was the film based on it that you were also going to watch? Is that going to be your recommendation, James? It is not. It is actually <laughs> not going to be my recommendation. I have another one, uh, but th- that would be the uh, seminal Spaghetti Western uh, by Sergio Leone, A Fistful of Dollars, is the uh, movie that came out about three years after Yojimbo and uh, basically lifted the entire plot and stuff. Yep. Very good movie. Lines. It's just <laughs> yeah. a Western remake of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Very good movie, but yeah, very much plagiarism. But that that is not going to necessarily be my recommendation, although I would say go watch it if you haven't seen it. So what are you going to recommend? What am I going to recommend? That's a great question, RJ, and I'm going to answer working it. on it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I do have it. Um, what what I would rec- a man rec- recommend? What, what art could a man recommend to his peers that would be good enough for them all? Yeah, <laughs> I... <laughs> have an idea it is there was uh, an idea to bring together Yiddish. a group of people all right you gotta let him talk we never could. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my uh recommendation is the yiddish policeman's union uh what? by michael chabon chabon i don't i really don't know how you say his name it's uh c-h-a-b-o-n chabon i think it's okay. that's how i'm gonna say it the Yiddish Policeman's Union. It is a book. Uh, I think it was written about 15 years ago or so. Um, and it is basically uh, centers around this character who is uh, he is Detective uh, Meyer Landsman, who is a member of the Sitka like police uh, union, Alaska? essentially in Alaska. This takes place in an alternate uh, time. Where instead of um, after the second the end of the Second World War, uh, where the Jewish people were relocated to Israel, Israel was bombed to shit by Palestine, and they were instead all scooped up and put into Sitka, Alaska, as kind of a an independent federal dis- district, uh, still under um, the jurisdiction of the United States, almost kind of like a Commonwealth territory. Um, and we kind of arrive at, 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 when the story, you know, we get dropped into it. Um, this, the Sitka district essentially had a 60 year timer on it. Um, uh, it was made an agreement when the district was formed that uh, 60 years from its formation date, uh, that the territory would cease be essentially autonomous status and revert to control Um of the U.S. government, and it's a very interesting book. I really, really like it. Um, Michael Chabon, obviously, the writer is Jewish. Like, it's very, it's like a, it's a detective noir, but set in this like, just great fictional, um, town like this, t- like this town of Sitka, uh, where he is just going around like trying to solve murders, um. And it's a great look into like, I mean, I obviously like I'm not Jewish. Like I don't, I, I, I don't have really a lot of Jewish friends or references for that culture, but like it's written with such care and such a, a kind of like attention to detail um, that I would really recommend it. I, I have never really read something like it. Um, and there's so much I know that is like going over my head, um, but it's just so interesting to read um, this kind of story in taking place in that kind of perspective um, and that kind of setting. So, yeah, Yiddish Policeman's Union by Michael cool. Chabon. Okay. Our next segment, Better Buddies. Uh, God damn it. You know, it wouldn't be another. It wouldn't be another. Uh, another week back if I didn't screw up the uh, the segment reading. 
profane the name of our Lord. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Everyone gets 30 seconds to yell whatever they want at God into their microphone. <laughs> All right. What are we yelling at God? I'm going to yell, yo, uh, God, uh, give me a third tablet of five more commandments on it. Yeah, God, what the hell? You're uh, asking for more restrictions? Yes, I oh. want to break the rules. <laughs> oh, What are you yelling at oh, God, yeah. Calvin? I'm not. Uh, this is this is a you guys thing. You guys can all get struck down. I think I I'm think Calvin's yelling. a I think Calvin's a uh, a snitch. I think I think Calvin. I I think uh, if you don't yell at God, you don't love him. So that take that. Works. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how it works. Why else do all those people pray? If I learned anything in my life, it's that people who love each other yell at each other, Calvin. So <laughs> take that, you idiot. Got <laughs> this him. guy. Yeah. Our <laughs> right, next segment. James, I was reading your, uh, uh, sorry, I was reading the Wikipedia page for the Yiddish Policeman's Union, and the Coen brothers were set to direct a uh, adaptation yes. of it. Movie. It looks like it fell through. Yeah, maybe someday we'll get it. Maybe someday. Maybe. Our next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where we recommend... Where Oh my god, I'm really screwing up today. God damn it. Believe Jesus Christ, give me a fourth tablet of rules to break. <laughs> How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some comedic and some real advice to questions we found on Yahoo Answers. Hooray. Our first question... Why is it so hard to find such a guy these days? With the further details... Such a guy. Such a guy. Someone who is both supportive and helpful, protective and encouraging. A guy who is handsome and doesn't talk much, but he is always there for you. Who whistles while he works and winks at the shy girl he's in love with? I'd like to say more scenes. Too many movies. I find this incredibly sexist and matriarchal and anyone who holds this point of view should be shot uh no actually so too many rom-coms from calvin <laughs> wow, and us, drag them into really the street from james. james no i i mean yeah i i agree with cal to an extent like yeah maybe this is the byproduct of a little too too many holiday or uh holiday i guess holiday Christmas i mean yeah Hallmark. too many hallmark movies yeah this person um, like exists one in a thousand and even then they're probably not as great as you're imagining yeah, and I, I think, too, like, this is going to sound really lame and cliche because it kind of is, but, like, that type of person, like, They're the boring. type of person, well, and the type of person you want doesn't materialize until you know what you want. And I know, again, that that's they not know what they want. They want a guy well, who is both supportive and helpful, protective and encouraging. Okay, you don't have to read it again. Talk much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I guess you're right. I guess all I want to is a girl who's beautiful, keeps her mouth shut, but Whoa, she's wow, always James. there. James, that's sexist. Um, and lets me whistle at. No, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like. Um, <laughs> let's me whistle well, at then. I mean, let's me whistle at her. Yeah, let's me wolf whistle. Um, so I've got a question for you guys based oh. on the details. Uh, yeah. Yes. Is handsome relative to. Are handsome and talk. The amount of talking you do. Uh, uh causational causational like if you're super handsome you don't talk much but if you talk too much you're ugly i've ruined a lot of relationships by talking too much so So it's true okay 
<laughs> so, yeah, sounds good. Oh, a uh, bit of a quick tangent, though. James's uh, sexist remarks reminded me of another person's sexist uh-huh. remarks. Did you guys hear about what happened in uh, the to- for the Tokyo Olympics? No, what? Um, Did Shinzo Abe say women can't compete? Because that'd be hilarious. No, no, but it's, it's honestly kind of close. The the guy that's a for I want to say he's the former prime minister, um, or he's some former politician um, who was appointed the head of like the Olympic Council for running the Olympic Games in Tokyo. Uh, during a meeting, went like went on to say that like, oh yeah, the reason that uh that uh women aren't in politics are is because they they just talk too much and then if you get too many women together they just they just keep talking and they'll they just never stop wow. that's why the only the handful of women that are in politics they know they know how to be quiet and it's just like ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah no that's bad yes <laughs> so uh he was uh obviously booted unanimously from his position i mean yeah, I mean, I don't think he's not. I think what he's trying to say is that he doesn't understand what women talk about when they're all talking to each other, which I is like you could have just stopped it. He doesn't understand women, but OK, no, but I mean, like that. And that doesn't mean, though, that like his value judgment means that whatever women are talking about is therefore like valueless, like like just because somebody's talking. No, about I think he was saying that, though. Oh, that he was just like yeah, no, like <laughs> yeah. I, I I think he actually was okay. being. <laughs> I guess nice I'm trying, try, yeah. trying to help a brother out. You know, <laughs> just <trying>. don't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but no. I mean, yeah, it's 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 not, not a great not a great look, um, as, as the youth would say. But poor guy, yeah. maybe they'll just put him on the. Uh, maybe they'll let him. Uh, they'll let him watch. Poop used his kindling for the olympic flame yeah we'll turn him into oil um, uh but yeah back to the question you've watched too many rom-coms just get that sorted out and figure out what it is you're actually looking for because some of the you can't get all those pick three out of five guy you want is out there 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 will be imperfections but there will be things that will make you very very happy um i am sure our next question if my mom is six foot three and my dad is five foot eleven, then why am I five foot seven? Beautiful relationship. Uh, I would say, I don't know. I mean, my dad is like six two, six three, and my grandma and grandpa were both like no taller. I mean, my grandpa wasn't any taller than like five six, five seven. So sometimes you just get dealt that. You get screwed. At hand, you get yeah. Dealt the short hand, yeah. I mean, technically, I mean, technically speaking, even for me, like my dad is like again, he's like six two, six three. My mom is like what I when she was younger, she was like five seven, five eight. What um, that changed when she got older? Yes, yeah. She shrunk. She's like tiny now. <laughs> like is she, I remember four. your. I, I mean, I haven't seen your mom in a long time, but I have a mem- uh, memories of her being tall. Maybe that's just yeah. because the last time I saw her, I was short. Shorter? No, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, she's, she's definitely gotten a little a little shorter with age, that's for sure. She's probably lost like two or three inches, but uh, so that is seems life. a little but, I mean, extreme. I don't know. Like that's. I don't think that's how, how much do people usually lose as they get older. I don't think they lose that much that fast. Yeah. I don't think she's old enough. For I that think you just got tall, James. <laughs> yeah, that, that might have been. <laughs> <laughs> we 
are you talking about? My mom was always six seven. This is crazy. <laughs> no, um, genetics are weird though. Both my parents have brown eyes, and my sister and I both have blue eyes. Yeah. 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 I mean, you just yeah, genetics is weird. You uh, you drew the short straw, like Calvin said. Uh, get over yeah. it, or get high heels. Yeah, yeah I mean, depending on who you are, yeah. Um, or guys can get lifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they could get them in the or 70s, just wear high heels. Yeah, just uh, just own it, man. Or, or lady, you get that one surgery where they go in, cut your leg bones, and like use pins to hold that's them apart horrifying. And it, oh, and that's heels brutal. closed again, and they keep oh. doing it. No, that's yeah. brutal. That's, they fucking botch it, which they usually do. Like your knees just, can, yeah. your knees can rot. Like now you're, you're, you're in a wheelchair, so you're much yeah. shorter. You don't yeah, need knees. <laughs> Actually, if Ken doesn't need knees, knee, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you How just said. How many knees could Ken, Ken need? Need if Ken could if need Ken, knees, need Ken doesn't need knees. That you don't either. Perfection. Who's Ken? To come without pain, like Ken, like the like Barbie, like, you know, the ideal man. I guess I I should say Chad. I guess, you know, Chad doesn't need knees, you idiot. So you don't either. Okay. Well, we're just going to move away from that. (laughs) Intimidated, Um, I see. (laughs) Sure. Intimidated, yeah. We'll call it. We'll go with that. Yeah. Our next question why do people always insult each other on completely innocent questions on Yahoo Answers? Further details. Every question I've read has always had someone insulting them or making fun of them or making a stupid comment on here. Well, this person's dumb. Oh. Hey, there we go. Back to that one out. Nailed it. <laughs> I, was, I was partially hoping that the ant, like the expansion on the question was going to be a joke in itself that would have been very uh simpsons Super or futurama yeah um and don't give me no. any fucking insults no it's it's mainly because people use the internet as a as like a means to just offload all their like info like all their shit i mean like what is anonymity is very power empowering yeah the internet has become nothing more than a giant like subconscious for most of humankind and people just spend their entire day like like venting into it or using it to like jumpstart some uh, like cathartic emotional response in themselves so it was the wild west it's now the post-apocalypse enjoy it yeah, it's. I'd argue it's still kind of the Wild West, but it roving is... gangs of ill-informed individuals beating the crap out of each other behind scary masks. Yeah, honestly, we might have sped right past uh, the development of society with the internet and gone straight from Wild West to like Mad Max or like the war. <laughs> it's more like the Warriors. I'm gonna make that claim that there is still like a functioning infrastructure, but it is. But none of us are allowed in. <laughs> Yeah, it's blindingly and blatantly dystopia. There's definitely a rich person internet. Like, there's the dark web, the real internet, and then there's the rich people internet that they all use, and we we don't uh, we don't get. Yeah, I want to go there. That's yeah, like I bet you do. yeah, I'd love to go. Dude, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm Matt Damon. They're the people who live in a giant wagon wheel in space. Um. I should get to visit it, at least on vacation. They've got the wheel. Where's the wagon? Um, 
who knows? Maybe the maybe the wagon is all of existence if we're going by uh, Buddhist. Uh, maybe we're the wagon. Oh, wow. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> Truly. Take that, uh, Siddhartha. Take so, that. yeah, get over it. People are mean on the internet. Welcome yeah. welcome to the internet. It, that's how it works here. Uh, grab your um, grab your mean badge and your mean keyboard. Uh, the Gird, your complimentary. Loin. Gird your loins and steal your nerve. It's going to get dirty. Just get ready. Next question. There's nothing. Uh, Is there something wrong with me for not being a competitive or jealous person? Further details. I can't understand why people get jealous, especially with their friends and best friends. Um, I, hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe you really aren't, but I'd also say like it, it's, it can be kind of a, a sign of somebody who might be exactly that to say that they're not um, some of the, some of the worst people. I know this is like a tangential, but like some of the most insufferable, pe- insufferable people are the people who think that they're like really good people. So I'm not saying that you're any of those things, but um, it's equally as dangerous to pathologize the absence or perceived absence of a personality trait as much as it is to pathologize the presence of one. So, so there's probably nothing wrong with you, but maybe you should take a second look just to make sure. Everyone gets jealous. Everyone gets jealous. Except this person. I guess, yeah. Lucky them. <laughs> what do you think, Calvin? Uh, yeah, I guess I would agree. I don't know. I feel like probably there is something they're jealous about, but I mean, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Turn don't yourself know. into Everyone's science. different. Everyone's I different. You know, I mean, it's not a bad thing yeah. that you're not competitive or jealous. I just would I would assume you probably are in ways that you don't recognize and see in yourself. I would just love if like the person typing this is like, I'm not competitive or jealous. I just don't know why. And they're just typing this. They got like a huge railroad spike through their head. (laughs) I can't figure it out. I just feel different than everyone. I do. I think so different from everybody. I guess I'm just a unique individual. I also have a hard time going through low uh, doors. (laughs) (laughs) Banging my head on them. I didn't think I was that tall. Yeah, I'm just, I'm really confused. <laughs> all the time, actually. <laughs> like, all Sometimes the time. my short-term memory just, like, cuts out. and it's Yeah. Like, <laughs> mood swings and, like... And, like, oh, what am I man. writing? Yeah, so, holy uh, shit. Yeah, check for a railroad spike in your head, just in case. And then mm-hmm. if you don't find one, and you find that you really aren't incapable of feeling jealousy, turn yourself into science so they can figure out what hormone concoction is allowing this. Yes, we'll reverse engineer your immunity to emotions. We desperately need it. <laughs> uh, we got two more questions. Uh, second to last question. I was talking to a girl? Oh, yeah. Right. Cool. Waiting for those comments to go by before I read the details. <laughs> you know us so well. <laughs> uh, I was talking to a girl for four hours, then all of a sudden, out of the blue, she said she didn't want to be friends with me anymore. Why? Well, I mean, you got to kind of say what you said, because if you started calling her names and making fun of her, there you go. <laughs> You're a girl. You. <laughs> I don't want to know you anymore. <laughs> How's it feel to have boobs, loser? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I don't know. My context I'm, needed. Yeah, we need a little bit more context on this, but like, yeah, maybe they. Was it Tinder? Because if it's Tinder, like you got four hours of conversation out of this. I think you won Tinder. Yeah, I mean that's pretty important. Well, the, I mean, the that's not really the, what most people use Tinder for, and that's why they, more, they, they like they abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> I I would say yeah. I mean, depending on. I guess regardless of whether or not this was in person or not, like clearly uh, it was a depthful conversation to, to some degree. If you were talking, uh, I would hope consistently like, cause you could technically have a four hour conversation with somebody or text and only say like two things. Yeah. yeah. If the text messages are coming in one every 15 minutes, like yeah. that's really yeah. only a 10, that's really only a five minute conversation. Were you yeah. talking with, I, I think that's an important distinction with or to with her yeah, implies she replied. You could have been talking <laughs> at where you sent messages and she didn't reply until four hours later where she said, yeah, this is... I don't want to know you. <laughs> Just typing out an entire manifesto on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> this is my problem with the people who I think run the government. I sent first you the script off. to the first, the original Dune movie. Why didn't you reply? <laughs> Timothy Chalamet... Uh, yeah, yeah. finish that thought. Timothy Chalamet, dude, what deal with the devil did he have to make to get a jawline like that? I mean, what the <laughs> fuck? Uh, I believe dude, they cost I... a couple thousand dollars in Hollywood. They're called plastic surgeons. I'm um, okay, RJ. Wait to just kind of shame him. Maybe he's just naturally born that way. We all can't have chins like Austrian dukes, all right? Okay, maybe then it's genetics, and there's no hope for anybody. Maybe, maybe it's natural. Maybe it's inbreeding. Maybelline. Um, uh, no. Um, yeah, I, I would. I, I. I don't know. I mean, let's. Let's. Yeah. Look. Yeah. She doesn't want to be friends with anymore. She doesn't want to be friends anymore. Pick up. Pick yourself up. And move on. Uh, dude, people get scared of emotions, even if they're women. You know. <laughs> Believe that it or somehow, not. Somehow. Somehow that came off as both inclusive and progressive and sexist as hell i don't know how how do you do that you don't know how (laughs) (laughs) some of the best statements are (laughs) i don't know about that i don't know how you managed Uh, to do that i remember a little thing called the bible calvin (laughs) i thought so check ed mate uh i thought we were playing chinese checkers (laughs) wait you're normal this is even Chinese checkers. This is even normal checkers. Checkers, <laughs> you can do it, Lelouch. I know you can. <laughs> I know. Uh, we can't get caught in one of those loops, or else we're just gonna keep going. There's literally like 16 yep. episodes worth of quotes, <laughs> and you have them all memorized. Oh my god! No, sequent- not all of them. Just, just most of them. Most of them. At well, least enough to get a B. <laughs> good. Like Jasper the Bee? Yes, yep. like shut up, RJ. Shut up, RJ. Our final question this week. What are three things that a married person should never do? <laughs> Get married? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. So what are things two hey. and three? Um, well, murder your spouse and murder your spouse's family. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I Done. would say, I would say, okay, 
have an open relationship because then what the fuck was the point of being married? Um, tax purposes. Tax breaks, yeah. <laughs> See, my relationship is more of a business transaction, like robots or French aristocracy. So, <laughs> actually, never loved you. It was all taxes. You're having an affair with the accountant. My God, how ironic. Um, what are you quoting? His brain. Making this stuff up on the spot, RJ. I'm a riff. It machine. sounded like I'm a like... Futurama calculatron. Calculon? Yeah, Calculon, whatever the fuck it was. It's installed with the finest acting software of all time. I love that show. Doug um, McClure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually Troy McClure, RJ. Um, Jeez, RJ. Come no, on. No, Doug was the real guy. Oh, was he really? I'm pretty sure. Oh, shit. Now I'm an idiot. Jeez, James, come on. Now <laughs> oh, the shoes, on the other hand, we see. Haha, <laughs> get it? Because mixed up the phrase. I'm going to go so with I... a married person should never leave their spouse on the moon. Moon. Uh, never the... travel with Tom Hanks. And Why? never, ever, ever take the last Frozen Thin Mint. Oh. Half the Frozen Thin Mint. I don't like Thin Mints. <laughs> so, ex- except for that one extenuating circumstance. Really. So if you're married to Calvin and you have a box of Thin Mints, you always have to throw the last one away. You can't take it for yourself. Exactly. Let's say no open relationships. Um, no. Uh, James, no you're really bad at thinking of things to not do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some things that I, yeah, like no blood oath, oaths because it's like, oh. A lot of disease. What about a prenup? Prenup blood oath? No, just a prenup and all prenups are blood oaths. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. With this scimitar, I thought we were just going to use a knife. With this scimitar, we open (laughs) ourselves to each other and to God. We shall trade our hands in marriage. Wait, what do you mean by trade hands? Yeah. God, how did she get... She just looks like a porcelain doll. Yeah, it's because 80% of her blood is all over the altar. (laughs) 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 This took a dark turn. (laughs) Good. Damn. Good. Good grief. Did you ever hear that story of, like, (laughs) like, the the wedding in, uh, like, Turkey, I think it was, and and the, like, groom was, like, firing an AK-47 into the air, lost control, fired into the wedding party, and, like, killed it, the bride's mother and like 12 other family members did he lose control though no like there's video of it he very obviously lose control and it's horrifying that's that wow. be sad that, i mean wow. like hey to be fair uh that means there's a bunch of extra dishes that just got freed up <laughs> Dear God, James. <laughs> I wanted us to, to get, like, get back to something light and comedic to end on, but you I didn't. Would, I would just love, I love the idea of like the... Uh, of sharing food eight, with more people. 80% of her blood's all over the altar, and then it's like she faints, and it's like someone in the back of the church is like, we get it, you're thin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that light enough for you, RJ? Does that work? <laughs> Somewhat dark, but definitely lighter. It's better, <laughs> yeah. Lighter. Truly. Why? Why not? Why? Well, there's a lot of elite reasons why not. Do you marry a vampire? 
do I become a vampire? Do I become a vampire? Here's uh, if it's actually true love and I become a vampire, sure, why not? Here's the question: Is there really any difference? I mean, all right, James. I don't know. I uh. Dude, I would have killed it in the 50s. I would have had everyone <laughs> eating out of it. It would have been like, this guy knows what's up. And all the women would have been like, oh, man, I'm glad I brought my brick in my purse today. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, we're going to have to commit another murder. Just kidding. They wouldn't have been allowed in the theater. So, Damn. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm very vampire. you with that brick. It's because they talk too much. You can't hear the comedians. Okay. What if you became a vampire like today and then told somebody and like, oh yeah, I'm a vampire and they're doing the like, oh man, how old are you? And it's like, no, no, dude, sorry, I'm, I was born in '97, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm like actually out of date on memes, so I'm that old. But I don't know. I actually don't know if like uh, becoming a because va- like obviously you're immortal, but like honestly, with the past couple years, I, I honestly don't know if I. I mean, like. It depends on the type of vampire you become. That's also true. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Because like, as, much, as much as it's funny to make fun of, honestly, I think Twilight vampires might be the best type of vampire to become. You mean the immortal uh, teenagers that sparkle in the sunlight? Exactly. All you do is sparkle in the sunlight and everyone gets a unique power. How do you I'm know going... that? How do you not? Because I didn't read <laughs> Twilight. I have not read it either. I don't Did know you watch I... it? Okay, I've I seen didn't... the first one. Uh, it's more than I've seen. But that's Stop. also just kind of like the basic trait of their vampires is that they all have a unique power and that they I never knew that. Also well, true. now you do. The more you uh, know. You could learn as much from like YouTube uh, skits that were made about them. Yeah. But I would counter with I would want to be the classic Bram Stoker Dracula in the sense of like uh, I want to I live in a big... Uh, Transylvanian, Eastern European, Eastern Bloc You don't just man. hand those out. Well, there's no reason you can't do that as a Twilight vampire. That's also true. And you could get there really fast because you could run. Yeah, really you get the, like, the super speed. All right. Although Dracula also has two vampire women that hang out with him. So. Okay. Aren't they like mind controlled slaves? They are. It's no. creepy. No, yeah. they're. Yeah. And you guys are overlooking the best vampire of them all. What? I want to be a Sesame Street vampire. You're just going to spend your days counting to ten. Yeah, but it's so chill. <laughs> that sounds horrifying. Okay, yeah, How but you're a puppet, so you don't care. Like, Yeah, but then you also have to become a puppet. You have to give up, like, your actual existence. Nah, no, no, no. Oh my god, you spend your entire existence doing mundane activities and being somebody else's puppet? That is so different from regular life. James, you don't have to make it <laughs> real. <laughs> Ooh, how edgy. You get That's to like hang a... out, made of felt. <laughs> yeah, you'll decay eventually, but they'll keep repairing you. And, like, you count things and you hang out, and when you're not on scene, you don't exist. That's, yeah, that's and, horrible. No, that's also a good point, because you have access to all the fresh child blood you need. And James made The count again. doesn't <laughs> drink blood. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I think, uh, I think just being a Muppet in general would be really cool. I want to be able to do the thing where like I run away, but it's like, you just bob up and down. 
Yeah, yeah, like oh, like I love how they run in, in Muppet movies and stuff. I think it's hilarious. Because um, it is. It is. They just bob it's... up and down as they move forward. Yeah, no, I'll pass on the Muppet transformation. What? I said really? I think I'll pass on the Muppet transformation. But if you were a regular vampire, but you were just a Muppet. No, no, I don't want to become a Muppet because then the blood yeah, gets like stained of... into your felt, and it's just a mess. Oh, that wouldn't get stained. You could just yeah. throw yourself in the water. No, blood stain. <laughs> no, the blood stains will never come out. If you were a Muppet vampire, but you still had to have all the regular vampire traits, it would be awful. And who is going to yeah, be intimidated by a little felt dude who jumps in and goes, Hey, I want your blood. But first, let's count to ten. Like, no. Or, I mean, yeah. It'd be difficult to seduce. Not impossible. <laughs> you have to find a very specific type of person. Oh, they exist. They 100% exist. There is that one track. One, I will. I will make this wager. There is one highly attractive woman out there whose fetish is Muppets. Somewhere exactly one. A person exists. Yeah. And once yeah. you found them, it's over. Ah, then, then you're fine. Then, but what uh, if they don't not? like you as a Muppet? Ooh, what if they're into oh, the furry no. dudes and you're one of those humanoid Muppets? They're like, I don't know. Like, I like Big Bird because he's like kind of taller, and I like to feel a little safer. So I'm gonna go with him. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like oh, the six year old. Be rough. What? Be Big Bird is only I... six. Huh? Big Bird is six years old. Yeah, canonically. Forever? Yeah. He's a vampire. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Whose blood does he drink? He doesn't. He's just immortal. Elmo's. That's why he's always red. <laughs> he was permanently stained. <laughs> Good. <laughs> right, Elmo let's wrap this up. <laughs> uh, Thanks for joining this week. Uh, glad to be back. Glad I could be back. It was fun. Yeah, this was good. Yeah. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. They're on iTunes and Spotify. We're on iTunes and Spotify. Better Buddies. We're in the podcast section. You know where it is. Everybody's got podcasts these days. Everybody's listening to them. Thanks, Pandemic. Um, We were before the pandemic, though. Don't you forget it. We are on social media. Twitter, at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies. Uh, we're on Facebook, Better Buddies. We post memes on Mondays. It's fun. Show up. And then we've got our Gmail. BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. Send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail. Uh, questions that you want us to answer and to help you be a better buddy. If you have a declaration of love or war you need to make, we'll read that on the air so that you can either inform your lover or your enemies that you are coming. And... Yes. No, that's just that's nothing. <laughs> Last but not least, be a better buddy. Calvin, do you have a problem with my uh, double entendre? No, <laughs> no, I just don't. <laughs> have you always said that? No. Okay. <laughs> cheeky, cheeky.
we did yeah we just need uh we need a whole congress like uh in uh, the star wars prequels but they're all just like robots robots yeah they're all robots get the robots they're in all... here they'll take care of everything and we'll never have to worry about it again uh ever i actually thought no you did a story idea that i I did actually. Are we gonna start this thing? Yeah, let's start this thing. James doesn't need to talk about his story ideas. No, I don't. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> you okay, Calvin? No, I'm not okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, you Aww. meant to start? Yeah, sure. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> All right.